There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning in to Thursday's broadcast here on the uh, Daily Doctrine Podcast. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh coming to you from our home in beautiful Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. It is snowy outside, about 17 degrees. For those of you up north, that's not a big deal. For those of you in the south, I'm sure 17 degrees would feel quite chilly. We're nice and warm here in the home that God has provided for us, and we certainly are thankful for the Lord for his blessings upon us, for the goodness of God. Lord willing, be in the house of God this week. Amen. The Manasseh Community Baptist Church. Looking forward to what the Lord will do in our services this week. I'd like to make an announcement and just let folks know that we will be at the Living Waters Baptist Church in Moxville, North Carolina. And that is starting on the 16th of January. We'll be there the 16th through the following Sunday, the 23rd. If you're interested in attending the meetings in Moxville, North Carolina, it's just slightly west of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We would love to have you in the meetings at the Living Waters Baptist Church. And we certainly look forward to what the Lord will do in those services. We're going to continue in Psalm 6. We look at the Psalms of Messiah, a Davidic psalm to the chief musician of Neganeth, upon Shimoneth, a psalm of David. And in verse 1, he says, O Lord, rebuke me not in thine anger, neither chase me in thy hot displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. And then he says this, O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. And again, now we're looking at these Psalms of David in light of the prophecy of Messiah. There are many Psalms that, that David and even other psalmists have written that cannot be anybody but Jesus Christ. There are some that it certainly can be taken literal. This is David. This is his affliction. But in that affliction, he's prophesying of the Messiah. But there are some Psalms that when you read them, you will only see Jesus Christ. You cannot see David. Why? David is not dead. David is not in the grave. Uh, we see Psalms concerning the soul of David. We see Psalms concerning the soul of Jesus Christ. It cannot be David. Here in the Psalm, as David is prophesying, he says, O oh Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. We've been talking about that vexation this week, and here we're going to look at that vexation of the bones. Of Jesus Christ. To do that, we must start with doctrinal understanding. And to understand that doctrine, we have to understand who Jesus Christ is. And might I say on the outset, Jesus Christ, we know, is the Son of God. He was God made flesh and dwelt among us. And so we're looking at Jesus Christ, God in flesh. In the beginning was the Word. That's John chapter 1 and verse 1. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 14 of that same chapter says on this wise, and the word was made 
flesh. Again, he did not become flesh. He was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so we see Jesus Christ, God in flesh, he's come and he's dwelt among us. Now, John told us again in the book of 1 John, he gives us an, again a very clear understanding of the word of God. And he says in verse 1 of chapter 4 of 1 John, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Where have ye have heard that it should come? And even now already is it in the world. I was recently in a hardware store in, in North Carolina. And I had another preacher with me. And we were in the store. And I had just discussed this passage with him. And a religious man was in that store speaking loudly to all that would hear. And I heard him say along these lines that, well, we know that when Jesus resurrected, it was just a spiritual resurrection. And I looked at the other preacher and he didn't say anything. And I felt led to say something. And I waited until this elderly gentleman was finished what he had to say. And he emphasized again, Jesus Christ was just a spiritual resurrection. And I simply interjected and I quoted these verses to him. And I said, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is present tense now in this place, in this time, come in the flesh is of God. And there's another older man there that was very kind to me, very gentle with me, very pleased with what I said. And he looked at that other man and he said, you know, Jesus Christ is still in his body. He said, I believe in a bodily resurrection. I said, sir, are you a Baptist? He said, no, I'm not. I said, we ought to be a Baptist. Amen. He believed in the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. The spirit of Antichrist preaches only a spiritual resurrection. He preached that Jesus walked through walls as a spirit, and he came and went as a spirit, not understanding that he bodily has resurrected. And so again, we're talking about the vexation of the bones of Jesus Christ. We're talking about that oppression upon his flesh. We're talking about that sorrow that's brought upon his flesh, that discomfort that's brought upon his flesh. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9 says, In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. And so that's the reason Jesus Christ came, that we might have life through his life, that we might be resurrected with him. Verse 15 of chapter 4 says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. First John chapter 5 and verse 20, And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now, Jesus is speaking in Matthew chapter 8, and that's really where we're going to focus the rest of our time in this podcast. In chapter 8, in verse 16, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities 
and bear our sicknesses. And so Jesus Christ is healing the sick. He is casting out devils. And it's according to the scripture. And by the way, everything Jesus Christ did was according to the scripture. He was God. God made flesh and dwelt among us. Isaiah 53 and verse 4 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Where did he bear those griefs? He bore them in his body. Where did he carry those sorrows? He carried them in his body. That is to say, his flesh. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. There's the affliction. Again, he in his body has bore the sickness of man. He has bore the sorrows of man, the affliction of man, the grief of man in his body. He was, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. There we see the suffering of Jesus Christ. There we see the prophet Isaiah writing of the suffering of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he bare these in his body. He was wounded for us. He was bruised for us. With his stripes were healed. And it's the word of God that tells us that's why he came. That's why bodily he bore those in his body. Again, we're talking about the vexing of his bones. We're talking about the hurt of his body. We're talking about the pain and the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ in his flesh. Now, the word of God tells us in Exodus 28 concerning this matter. In verse 36, we see as the word of God tells us concerning that great high priest Aaron, thou shalt make a plate of pure gold engrave upon it like the engravings of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And thou shalt put it on a blue lace that it may be upon the mitre, upon the forefront of the mitre it shall be. And it shall be upon Aaron's forehead that Aaron may bear the iniquity of the holy things which the children of Israel shall hallow in all their holy gifts, and it shall be always upon his forehead, that they may be accepted before the Lord. And so we see that high priest Aaron would bear upon his forehead that mitre, and upon that mitre engraves the graving of a signet, holiness to the Lord. And the reason he wore that is that he might bear the iniquity of the holy thing. The word of God says, which the children of Israel shall hallow in all their holy gifts. And so we see that Aaron would bear in himself. He would bear the iniquity of the holy thing. That is that picture of our great high priest, Jesus Christ. Leviticus chapter 10. The word of God gives us a little bit more insight concerning that in verse 17. He says, wherefore have you not eaten the sin offering in the holy place? Moses is speaking with Aaron here. And he says, you're not eating the sin offering in the holy place, seeing it is most holy. And God hath given it to you to bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before the Lord. And so he tells us that this sin offering should have been eaten in the holy place. God's given it to them. God has given it to Aaron. It is his meat. He's to bear it in his body under the mitre of deity, gold, that pure gold, and a signet writing that says holiness to the Lord. We see that again in the word of God. We'll deal with that tomorrow, Lord willing, as he bears the iniquity of the congregation. 
we see over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. 1 Timothy 3 and 16 says on this wise, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And I'll just read the first part of the next part of that verse. God was manifest in the flesh. This is Jesus Christ bearing our iniquity. This is Jesus Christ in his body bearing the iniquity of the cross physically in his body. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 tells us on this wise, for he hath made him, who? Jesus Christ. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So as Jesus Christ bears our iniquity in his body, he bears our sin. The word of God says he was made to be sin for us. The apostle Paul then tells us, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom. Because he bore our iniquities in his body on the cross. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. He was made to be sin for us. In him is wisdom. And the word of God says, and righteousness and sanctification. Why? Because it was he that knew no sin that was made to be sin for us. And redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So again, it's not works of righteousness which I have done. It's not works of righteousness which we have done. No, it's the work of Jesus Christ. It's not cliche. It's often overused out of context. But for by grace are ye saved through faith. Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, who bear our iniquities in his body on the cross of Calvary. Are you saved through faith? That not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto all good works. That's why David, when he prophesied of Jesus Christ, said, have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. There we see on the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ bearing our sins in his body. He is that great high priest bearing upon his forehead that mitre written in gold, holiness to the Lord. And there in the holy place, there before the Father in that holy place, he's made to be sin for us who know no sin. And because of that, we have redemption through his blood. Bless his holy name. I want to thank you for tuning in tomorrow, Lord willing, with the Lord's help. We're going to teach and preach on the vexation of the soul of Jesus Christ. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh 
on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.